Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday night. It's Super Bowl week, so... I don't know how I'm going to survive these next six days, but I'm going to do my best. Um, <laughs> man, it's going to be crazy. I can't believe it's happening for real. Still. It's real, man. It's real. It's real. It's, it's real. real. Yeah, I saw some people were posting they were down at the pep rally at Paul Brown Stadium tonight. And that was sold out for a pep rally. Wow, yeah. they sold out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, it sold out like within an hour. Like it was like two hours, maybe. Like it was, it was sold out. Yeah, man. Okay. It was. It looked right. awesome. So I guess it was on ESPN two tonight. So I went ahead and I taped that. Well, because we're doing the bench mob tonight. Um, we got to get ready for the trade deadline Absolutely. on Thursday. Here it is. Shot it's callers. Here. Shot callers did the trade deadline primer. We're gonna talk about some of the stuff that's come out since then, and then shot callers will be back on Thursday night for you guys on Friday to do the trade deadline recap show. So we have you covered on the network this week. I am Tim Daniel, joined as always by my pal, Sean Mackey. How are you, buddy? What up, man? Dude. Who day? <laughs> so, so Ben, before we get to you, I got to mention, yesterday, Sean and I took a pilgrimage up to Fairfield, Ohio, and went to this okay. place called the Toy Department. Okay. And it was... The scariest story I've ever been in my life, not because it was haunting, not because it was a terrible store, because I very well, if I had empty credit cards, could have seen myself gone in there and maxed them all out with all the stuff that I had that they wanted. <laughs> Managed to I mean, only buy two things. Oh, that, well, that's good. I, that's, yeah. I'm sure the wife was happy about that. Like, like One of them was for her. So, yes. There you go. There you yeah. go. He he got something to soften the blow for those uh the uh, the ninety dollars <laughs> Ninja Turtle figures that he purchased. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Good. Hey, good thing that you you got her something. You know, cover that mm-hmm. up. You know. Yeah, she was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." She yeah, was pretty excited. Know. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So as you hear the voice there, our other guy, my man, a hundred grand, Mister Ben Brown. How are you, buddy? Buddy, I am great and ready to go. We got the tread deadline coming up. Uh, we've got some teams getting hot, some teams getting cold, and it'll be good to talk about something, some things that are going on here uh, in the NBA. Uh, the Pacers still suck, uh, and the Lakers maybe getting better, but um, they still suck too. <laughs> yes, that's right. I love how our new weekly gag, like our like Muppets running gag, is just a dog on the Lakers at least one point during the show. It could be for like 12 seconds. It could be for 12 minutes. You just never know. I can't even tell you how long I laughed when you sent that text to me. Oh, like Russell Westbrook is the league's Lex Luger. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's legit. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, Sean's that's not, legit. Sean's not in that text bubble. <laughs> yeah. So I said, uh, what I said, Sean, was we talked about how Westbrook is making $44.5 million and can't play in crunch time. So I said he's the WCW, ver- he's the NBA's version of WCW Lex Luger. You'll put him in the main event, but he's not going to deliver. Yep, he's not going to deliver. Tons of botches. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got the reference, but even had to explain it. <laughs> yeah. 
when you can get a compilation of missed bank shots, <laughs> like I, I, you're not having a good season. No. And that's why I sent that text. I'm like, you know, not to, not to start off the tangent on the Lakers, but like when at one point does he become a bench guy? Like, like at some point you gotta be like, we, we, we gotta have somebody better over here. Right. They don't. Well, a, a comp, a comparable. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Their best thing but is yeah. Anthony Davis is playing well since he came back from injury. Yeah. That's that's their best hope. But you know street clothes. He's just one little bad to bump away from being out another 15 games. Okay. I'm glad you said this because lying. I was I was thinking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. We're at this point now where like, you know, rightfully so, he gets picked on for being injured. Do we realize the last two years he's played more games than Kevin Durant? Oh, I would agree with that. I like, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying Kevin Durant's durable. The only thing that saves, I think the only thing that saves Kevin Durant, um, is that he's. I feel like he's been covered up by the Golden State thing. Mm-hmm. So like he had the, you know, he had Steph, he had Clay, he had Draymond. So he really didn't have to do as much. The Lakers really need Anthony Davis. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So like. When he's hurt with the Nets now, but you still get Kyrie some, you still got James Harden some, you know, like they kind of cover it up. I'm not because I'm not saying that Kevin Durant's durable either, but the need for Anthony Davis to be in that lineup every day is so drastic that it's it makes the loss that much more. And it wouldn't be as bad if Russell Westbrook wasn't so terrible. If Russell I... Westbrook was playing like Russell Westbrook of three years ago. And you had LeBron, and they were comparable, and they could do different things. You'd be like, "Oh, Anthony Davis can go out ten games, and we'll be all right." But now that he's so bad, you see a thirty-seven-year-old LeBron. I mean, going out and get triple double. I mean, that guy came off a knee injury five games <laughs> out and had a triple double last night. Malik Monk, twenty-nine points. Malik Monk, twenty-nine points. Like, like I think it would be different if if, if Anthony Davis had more coverage. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was just kind of pointing out because we're at this point now where, like, Chris Paul, we always knock on him for being injury-prone. You know, Anthony Davis, um, Derek Rose. You know, it's like, why don't we ever talk about this with Kevin Durant? Like, we yeah. never – no one ever mentions, like, well, he's injury-prone. I'm like, he missed I mean, the whole year. He missed a whole year, but he he tore his, his Achilles, man. That's a that's like a really, I get really it. bad injury. Like, I feel like Anthony Davis is just like lingering injuries that happen all the time where it's like Durant was taken out for like something that was legit, you know? Kawhi, Paul George. Kawhi. Yeah. Well, I'll, Basically I'll, everyone that's not Giannis. I will, I will, right. I will go, go in on Kawhi any day about being injury prone or mysteriously interprone or not being like what's even going on anymore <laughs> with the clippers like i don't even know is is paul george getting surgery is that happening i think that's the discussion right now yeah. but uh on the elbow i believe yeah i think i he like was the trade they the made the other day yeah i do I like do the too. trade they made getting gary trent that's yep. awesome yep imagine being the point guard of the clippers for a couple of years if you get Kawhi and paul george to magically play again with those yeah. three yeah also can we quit doing this thing where Kawhi's in, in public and people just so happen to like pan a, pan a camera on him real quick? He's always ducking away. We know what he's doing. Yeah. Kawhi, we're on to you. We're on yeah, to Kawhi, you. Hey, Kawhi is not, he is not new to this. Like this is, right. this is his life story. He does that in life. 
Yeah, Kawhi's going to the store. He's like, oh, sh- somebody saw me. He takes off. Like, like that's just Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So now that we're seven minutes into the show and we hey, haven't talked yeah. about our segments yet, let's go ahead and get to the top. <laughs> uh, getting you ready for the trade deadline. Um, so yesterday we had a tr- our first trade, our second trade, I guess, in the past few days come through. And Ben, I had to get your thoughts on this as a Pacers fan. As Karis Levert has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio's expiring contract. The Ca- Cavaliers lottery protector first round pick this year and two second rounders. So, you know, you get an expiring um, mm-hmm. by everything. This conversation saying is Ricky Rubio is planning to sign back with the Cavs next season, which why wouldn't he? Right. Um, you get four picks out of it. Mm-hmm. And the three-way trade that the Pacers made with the Cavaliers and the Nets and the James Harden trade that split up Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. They are now back together. So now back together. Yep. What do you think about um, all this, man? I like this trade a lot. For I, I, like, I like it a ton. Um, I like it for both sides. One, we're like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're bad. So why not go ahead, cut your losses? I, I'm, I'm sure they're probably going to move Sabonis at some point before the trade deadline. I know that's later on in the show, but I, I know they're going to probably move him. Um, you know, Carlisle's going to want to get his guys. What better way to get your guys with having some assets and, and picks where you can either trade for people that you want or be able to get guys in the draft that you want, you know, so you're able to do that. Um, and for the, you know, for the Cavaliers, of course, which I've watched in the last couple of nights, man, they are really good. Um, they are a really, really good basketball team. And, and you add a Karis LeVert to that, um, a guy that can score the basketball and a guy that um, when healthy plays a, a pretty good amount of defense. I mean, you add that to that mix and um, I like I told, you know, like we were talking about before, the, the Cavs feel like they can win now, which mm-hmm. is dangerous um, mm-hmm. because they do have, you know, you, you do have a good mix of young players. Um, you add a young Karis LeVert who can score. Um, you've got, you know, all kinds of young talent there. And you've got veterans like Osman. You got Rondo, who's actually playing pretty well. You got Kevin Love, who's starting to play like Kevin Love, um, you know. And then you got the young guys. You got Garland, who's an all star. You got Mobley, who should have been an all star. Um, you know, you got Jared Allen, who should have been an all star. Jared Allen, I mean, thousand percent. Yeah. All-star. So, 100%. I mean, so you got all this talent. Um, and freaking, uh, it was a JV Bickerstaff is doing an amazing job with those guys. Um, and, and watching them play, I mean, they came back from 20 points in my Pacers last night, which I had to watch that uh, debacle. But, um, <laughs> You know, uh, watching them play, though, like it's it's, you know, Josh, you know, he's not here tonight, but he brought up a good point. Like they move the ball well. They find good shots. They play well with bigs on the floor. And that's huge when you can go size and, and, and your bigs aren't mismatches on a whole lot of spots defensively. So you can play a Mobley and a Love and an Allen together and it doesn't look clunky. That makes sense. So uh, I love that. I love that trade for them. They get another shooter, another score to go along with with the bigs they have. Uh, and I love it for the Pacers because you get assets and picks. Um, you move a you move a guy that you know you're gonna. I mean, you're on a fledgling team that's you know not going to do well this year. Why not gain assets? Uh, hopefully, they do the same thing with Sabonis and gain some more assets and uh, make some moves and, and and make it a better uh, situation for everybody in Pacers land. I feel like this is a extremely low risk, 
high reward trade for Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting rid of of Ricky Rubio is expiring when he's out for the season. He's probably going to come back next year, uh, which is awesome. You know, because he was doing so well before he got hurt anyway. Um, but you know, lottery protected pick, whatever. And then two two um, you know second rounders, whatever. That's fine. So the Pacers were able to get some sort of assets out of Karis LeVert. Now, the only thing about Karis LeVert that always kind of scares me about him is he's, he's injury-prone. Right. However, however, if I'm Cleveland, I'm taking a flyer on a guy like that who's produced well, you know, lately. So um, I think he's going to fit into this team very well. He's going to be another scoring option. Uh, and there's adding more weapons and this win now thing, the East is wide open, man. Like it is, especially with, with the nets really, really, really sucking ass lately um, and not getting anything together. And all these weird rumors about James Harden, we're going to you know, we'll talk about trading him. We're not going to trade him, whatever, you know, nobody cares anymore, but <laughs> I don't care anymore, but John, uh, it's 7:45. It's not even I late know. night. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the only legitimate true threat now, I mean, obviously, uh, what I would say was it would be the Bucks at this point. Like, I think they're still, I think the Bucks are pretty scary, but in the Bulls, uh, I've got so many injuries right now that like, if I'm Cleveland, I'm not worrying about them either. So, um, this is a huge trade for them. And also, you know, I think it's great for Andy just to go ahead and just cut their losses right now at the end of this year, cash out and start the rebuild over once again. But, uh, you know, they can get rid of Sabonis later this week. Uh, I think that would be great. They're just going to go all in on the on the tank. And I, there's no there's no shame in that this year. No, I agree. Um, a lot of good moves to make. I think that, you know, you get, you're going to get off that Ricky Rubio contract. So... You can kind of get, like I said, restart. It's going to be the first time that the, that the Pacers have picked in the top 10 since Reggie Miller. Yep. 19, so that's, yeah, 1980, I want to say 87, yeah. 86, 87. Yeah. To put in context, like that's pretty crazy. Long time. Yeah. Shows you how consistent they've been forever. But yeah, you know, like Ben said, you know, Sabonis looks like he's going to be potentially on the move, which we'll get to that a little later in the show. Um, you know, Miles Turner is obviously being shopped uh, for discussion as well. Basically, Malcolm Brockton has to be there. There's no trade that he can be moved this season. That's Joe from Shot Callers has explained a few times in their shows this year. Um, but other than that, I think it's kind of fair game, except for like Lance and Duarte and Brockton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those think, three, those three, they're they're there. Yep, yeah. they're there. Well, good man. So let's kind of go real quick. Let's talk about some of the potential discussions of things that have come out. And uh, one name that's been gaining a lot of traction the past few days, finally, uh, just splitting up and moving, cutting your losses and moving on, is Blazers guard CJ McCollum. Um, so this is from Jeremy Brenner of Blazers Edge. She has said the Hawks, Pelicans, and Knicks have all expressed interest in McCollum and here are the offers that he put in his article on blazer's edge. So kind of want to get some thoughts into the first one is to the Knicks where the Knicks get McCollum and give, and the trailblazers will get Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker and a 2022 lottery protective first round pick. The Pelicans deal was discussed where they would get Tomas Sadoransky, Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, and a 2022 second rounder. That's the Kings own 
And then there's the Hawks, where you get Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and a lot 2022 lottery protected pick. That's the Charlotte Hornets for this year, which the Charlotte Hornets really kind of look like they're going to make the playoffs. Mm. Um, so between these three, um, obviously, I'm sure there's more that are going to pop up over the next few days. Is there any, do you like any of those traits particularly? Because, like, here's what, like, when I look at these, I can't figure out anymore if CJ McCollum's overrated or underrated. Because, like, some of those two of those three offers, I'm like, huh, that's not too much. And then the other one, I'm like, that's a lot. So, like, I don't know where I'm at with where he or who he is anymore. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is, is what is the value of CJ McCollum? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, he is a he is a good player. Uh, I think, you know, the injuries have kind of hurt him this year, of course, uh, and the fact that Portland's not very good. Um, but, of course, looking at those, the Knicks offer to me, it looks like the, the best one. I mean, as far as both people getting what they need, um, you know, I, I think the Knicks need another score, uh, another consistent score. CJ McCullough can do that. Um, you know, you're giving up a protected first round. Fournier, who actually has been playing really well for the Knicks, uh, which would be a tough loss. But And Kimba, you know, like we, we've documented before, he's been so up and down in the season. You know, you don't, you know – I don't know where his fit is going to be in the future as far as with the Knicks. So I, I like that Knicks. I kind of like the Knicks deal better than the other two personally, but that's just me. Uh, I think the Knicks deal is the best deal uh, in terms of assets for Portland, but I actually, for some reason, I don't know why we're talking about for another team, you know, getting the advantage. I feel like Atlanta getting him would be, oh. would be big for them. Um, in that in, in that regard, McCollum should have been traded two or three years ago. Let's just go yeah. ahead and say it. Like it should have happened. Mm-hmm. He has been in trade rumors for the last five years, and I am so sick of it. And we've we waited. The Portland Trail Blazers are one of the most stubborn fucking teams in the NBA. They don't ever nope. want to break anybody up. And and now you're right here at this weird crossroads time. And I, like, what are they even doing? Like like how? I don't really know. <laughs> no, I. Ask let, the let, questions let, everybody want to know, Sean. Ask <laughs> the questions everybody want to know. What are they doing? That's exactly what everybody. That's what everybody in America is thinking right now. What are they doing? That's exactly. Every, every, well, it's just like every year, like we. It's like they keep throwing the same team out on the, you know, and they they had one good season where they made it pretty far in the playoffs, so they make it to the what Western Conference Finals one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they got okay. Swept. And they got swept. Okay. Cool. All right. So that was the that was the pinnacle of this this team's achievements, and and your two your two big guys getting as far as they're gonna they're gonna go. So. He's 30 years old now. So the value wasn't there. They could have made a move. I, I just I don't understand not being aggressive when you have a talent like Damian Lillard. And I don't understand why a team like the Portland Trailblazers, how they feel like they can afford not to go all in on anything. They're not a major market. There's no reason for them not to just be like, let's build around Dame. Let's try something else. I mean, at least Sam Presti was trading people every couple of freaking months a few years ago he was like oh this didn't work let's trade somebody oh let's get some draft picks oh let's trade somebody else it doesn't matter not standing pat yeah. I, 
I get it. At least he did something. Just do I'm not thrilled. But if I got him, I think that would be good for Atlanta. Well, because I got Gallinari and him going to a little while he's not really going to help him he's going to get hurt then he's going to leave him someplace else it's going to be everything so very true very I true don't... statement <laughs> i caught like I just I don't... half of your vent <laughs> hey your rage made you go into the matrix at one point like it was just <laughs> yeah let him go he's hot <laughs> yeah he's on a roll <laughs> Did we give up when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? The Germans? Right, you know He's on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong by any means because I fully agree. I, I, first off, Dean Lillard should have left forever ago. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I don't get. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I get loyalty. I understand loyalty, but at some point, like you got to look up and say, "Man, I, I'm not going to win here. Yeah, I'm not going to win here." Yeah, someone's and, uh, gonna have to hold you know. his hand like they did with Kevin Garnett and be like, "You leave. You need to go now." Yeah, you yeah. need to you need to leave here. Like it, it's out. time. Right, get out. Yeah, because I know they said McCollum, and then y- Yusuf Nurkic has been mentioned a lot uh, for trades as well. Um, you know, Moe's from the office, um, as he looks, <laughs> as uh, Jackie McMullen said today on the Bill Simmons podcast, and I couldn't unpicture. You dropped the Moe's, did she? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally called him. She said he looks just like Moe's from The Office. And like now I'll never not see it when I look at him. I love it. I love it, Moe's. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess talking about Jackie McMullen, look at that segue here, to the Boston Celtics, who now also look like they're trying to make some moves as well. Uh, Looks like they have been discussing uh, Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart being on the trading block. So uh, some of the teams have been mentioned for Marcus Smart, Minnesota, Atlanta and Dallas, and then for Dennis Schroeder, uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. Um, so looking at these two for the situation here, <laughs> look at Sean's face. <laughs> believe me, believe me. That was I will, awesome. I will say, I absolutely love the Marcus Smart Minnesota fit. I think it's really cool. I think it'd be really good. He'd be like the ultimate, Man, like, him, he'd be the physical him, guy they need. Listen, him and Pat Beverly can't be on the same. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, that that would be combust. Them guys would fist fight every practice. Fist fight. Well, <laughs> they're the yeah, same person. Marcus would be like, I wanted to do this in Boston for so damn long. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, Dallas makes a lot of sense as far as like needing a defensive guard for yeah. him. Um, Atlanta's whatever. I don't really see like what his fit is there, especially with. Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter and those guys. Um, Schroeder, I get the Bucks. I'm uh, just getting a backup point guard to go in there. The Bulls thing doesn't make sense to me. I understand Lonzo and Caruso are hurt, but they're going to be back. Um, and, you know, I think you got to be really, I don't think you want to cut into Ayo Dunsumu's minutes right now with how well he's played and that, and, you know, filling in for being the really the starting point guard for stretches of the season with, the, with all the injuries they've had. So, you know, I don't want the Bulls to get Dennis Schroeder just because, like, well, one, he's one of my least favorite players in the league, and the other, um, I just 
don't understand like when it comes to playoff time if Lonzo and Caruso are back what purpose does he serve yeah yeah Yeah, I'm with you on that um and you brought up a really good point Tim uh let your young young guard play you don't want to bring a guy like Schroeder in to take minutes from a guy that's that's you know getting on the job training um when is when is Lonzo set to be back do you know it was like six to eight weeks from his injury. So we're probably at like week three now. Okay. So you're getting back in three to four weeks, probably. You know, and then you'll get Caruso back right or probably about the same time, mm-hmm. right? Like right around there. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Shooter, I don't think Shooter does. I, I mean, I don't have the hatred for him that you have, but I, I don't think he, he, uh, there's a benefit to bringing him in, honestly, I, for, for the Bulls. Here comes another Sean rant. This is all smoke. <laughs> this is smoke. This is all smoke. Nobody, uh, no one's really gonna trade for Dennis Schroeder. This isn't a real. This isn't a real trade. This is some bullshit. Someone's making a trade. Now. There's no. It's you don't think so? Don't nothing behind about it. it. No. Oh. What? What would? What what are you gonna trade Kobe White for him? I don't know. I don't no, never. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like the only thing they need to be after is they have a big. They have no power forward. Power forward six six. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where they're talking no. about Jakob Pertle. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, because, you know, we just like to rob the Spurs of players for and get nothing back nowadays. Mm-hmm. Give them nothing in return, and it's been fun. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Spurs buy out Thad Young, which has been talked about a lot. I am 1,000% for the Bulls signing him back. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, I Dude, I like Thad Young. I, you know, um, he's always been a consistent player. I think that he would help you all immensely. Yeah, but, you know, I think... I think someone's going to trade for Schroeder. I'm not where Sean's at. I don't love him by any means, but in a situation where he's a free agent, it's an expiring contract, you know, he fumbled the bag with the Lakers. We've all made the jokes. We've all seen the jokes, and they're very true. Um, I guarantee you the Lakers wish they would add him over Westbrook right now. I don't think so. I think West, as what bad as Westbrook's oh, no. been, yeah, as bad as Westbrook's been, I don't think Dennis Schroeder would be playing better for them, honestly. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, granted, I think he would do better than five points on two for nine shooting, but um, I just, I don't think so, man. The, the, the contract, absolutely. The $34 million in difference, yes. But um, I don't know, man. I think this, the like Sean talked about, like where we're at right now with all these teams, like Sean talked about like how Portland's so stubborn and he's 100% right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like Washington's that way, um, because it's like, well, we got to build around Bradley Beal. It's got to be around Bradley Beal, and it's like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, Bradley Beal sucked this year. Like he has not been good at all. Yeah. And like they're, you know, I, I listened to when he was on Woj, and he's like, like you know, you've become a better playmaker. It's like, yeah, he passes now because he can't fucking score. Yeah. Like he shoots like it's it's not been a good, <laughs> very good Bradley Beal year. No, it hasn't. You're right. And, they're like, well, you know, we have Montrez and KCP. So, like, Ben, Montrez Harrell might be a pacer by the end of this week. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not. <laughs> like, that could yeah, happen. 
Yeah, I've heard that rumor. Danny Avdia might be a pacer this week. Mm-hmm. Bring him on. Bring him all on. <laughs> just, you're just going to be riding that dude train all the way to hey, the, gonna, to hey, the tank. We're, <laughs> yep, we're going to ride that doo-doo train to the tank, baby. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So the talk this week has been Demata Sabonis has been linked to the Wizards. And I think one of the trade-offs I saw was like kind of ridiculous, honestly. I was like, I like Sabonis. I mean, obviously he's an all-star for a reason. But there were some of the things where it's like, I don't know about this one. Uh, so I was kind of like took taking a step back when it was like Montres Harold, Denny Avdia, a first round pick, and I was like, damn, like I know he's good, but yeah. Here's here's my thing about like well, one, I hate that it's the Wizards. Um, like we said, like I, like you're gonna bring in Sabonis in and do what? Mm-hmm. What do, what are you gonna do? Getting to play the last play, getting the playing game. Uh you're you're out of the playing game. You're what 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 place is Washington in right now? Uh, let me check. I think they're in like tenth. Let me just triple check that. But yeah, they got the last three months of Russell Westbrook being a good basketball player. So kudos. Yeah. They're eleventh. They're eleventh. They're not even yeah. in the play in right now. They're not even in a playing game. Yeah. So what is like what is the point of them? You're making a move and you're gonna lose draft picks. What like so now you got Bradley Beal and Sabonis? And KCP and Kuzma and like what? What? Are, like they're like Portland. What are you doing? Yeah. What? What are you doing? What? What are you doing with your roster? It is is that trade going to make you a playoff contender? Is that trade going to make you uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals? Is that trade going to do any any other positives besides the fact that everybody like, hey, we got we got an All Star and Sabonis. Well, that's great. What else do you have? You have no real other aspects, like or assets. Like, I, I really? don't know. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like him, but you know, in the grand scheme of it, what like they're the they're the Portland of the East. Like, what are they? What are they doing? The roster's still clunky. You're still trying to build off Bradley Beal, who, like you said, Tim has had a terrible season. Uh, their team's in the 11th place. Like. You're you're not really building anything by making that trade, besides putting Sabonis on from one bad team to another bad team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I let agree me with ask all you that. about. Yeah, but let me ask you about this mm-hmm. because this is this popped up in my group text the other day with Joe and Kyle because obviously, you you know the big talk around the Pacers has been they're looking to move Sabonis and Turner. Mm-hmm. And kind of move forward, rebuild finally. Which kudos, it took them this long to get into a rebuild. Like their yeah. rebuilding years, they were still like the seven and eight seed in the playoffs. So like right. you have to respect that. Right. Um, the Charlotte Hornets have popped up as a team needing a big. Yeah. What do you think about? And this is literally the trade Kyle sent me. So I'm reading this off because I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm I shouldn't say that because I shouldn't influence your decision. How okay. you feel about this? Okay, what do you think about trading Miles Turner to Charlotte? And in return, you get P.J. Washington, James Book Knight, and Mason Plumley. Like it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like I love I love James Book Knight on the Pacers. I wanted you guys to get him last year, but Dorte dropped to you. So it was like, I totally am not against drafting Chris Dorte by yeah. any means. So, but yeah, I was like, huh. 
I like that trade a lot. I did too. You know where I want him to go? Well, I like I it for Char- but I like it for Charlotte too. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a great oh, that's a yeah. great fit for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fantastic fit for for Charlotte's team, and they need a big right now. But another mm-hmm. team I I think would be really cool to see him at Minnesota. Him next to Cat? That's been talked about. Yeah, yeah. like uh, you throw in like Malik Beasley or who's one of the other like over there, uh, Josh Okogi. Okoji, yeah. Okoji, Okoji, yeah. Like you trade that couple draft picks, you do that. You're not really giving up too much, and you get something like I don't know. I just feel like uh, I feel like the Pacers should really, really be getting some decent, decent ass. I, 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 I honestly, I like the Hornets trade more. That's that was a that's a really good trade, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised that one hasn't been you know talked about because they need a big. But man, I. They need to make sure they're getting like serious assets back for him because he's an all star, you know, and he, and he plays well. Um, you know, he's he's given him a bull's hell a few times, and you know, mm-hmm. I think he's and he's and he's in his prime, man. He's twenty five right now, so it's like, yep. like uh, you know, I don't know if he's topped out where he's going to be at, but you know, if we could get him on a uh, a team that's actually going to make the playoffs and he can actually contribute and you yep. know make you know give value team and to him later on and get a bigger contract or something i think that would be great so i agree i yeah. agree for sure i'm with it and this one's been talked about forever so we'll just kind of real quick james harden <laughs> for ben simmons has been discussed a lot um it was mentioned on friday that they were the plan that philadelphia was going to pursue this and then it comes out today that they have not talked to the nets about it they asked Steve Nash, will you be like, trading Gene Hell Harden? no! Hell, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. And in a vacuum, Ben Simmons on the Nets is awesome. Totally awesome. In a vacuum. Yeah. You know. They, that they, vacuum is... This trade could have happened two or three years ago. <laughs> why, why is it? They're like, well, you know, we were just kidding before. Like, how about, like, uh, we go ahead and trade? And there's so much smoke. There's so much smoke coming. From- it feels like the Zach Levine, Jimmy really- Butler trade. Remember like a year we were hearing that that was going to happen? It took a full year for them to make that deal and they did it on draft nights. We were like, all right, finally we got it. They were even like, because it was the draft before. It was like, there's this discussion that the Wolves are going to trade the pick that was Chris Dunn and, and Zach Levine for Jimmy Butler. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then the next year, they're like, the Bulls and Timberwolves have made a deal for Jimmy Butler for Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Bulls tell like- the Wolves always do that shit, though. They're always telegraphing stuff a year, like, oh, we're going to sign Lonzo Ball, like, a year before it happens. <laughs> Everything that you want to know what the Bulls are going to do, you will find out one full year, 365 days before it actually needs to happen. And it's like, yeah, oh, like I'm not, not surprised. Like, Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnaschovas have been incredible for the Bulls. They have been awesome. But, like, I feel like Michael Ryan's sort of still there, like, going up to people and being like, hey – what do you think about us drafting Wendell Moore from Duke? <laughs> you know, Wendell Moore, he plays at Duke. He's a junior. We really like him. Just so you know, we really like him. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it, Mike. We get it. <laughs> He's still like the guy that's like 
goes to the reporter and is like, tell him I'm sources. Sources say the Chicago Bulls have interest in Duke for Wendell Moore. <laughs> tell him I'm yep. sources. Tell him I'm sources. <laughs> so, yes, that's what, yes, like Sean said, this has been talked about forever now. Um, I think it's pretty well, everyone that's like, where is this coming from? I don't understand. It's like, well, Kevin Durant's hurt. Kyrie Irving only plays part-time. You guys brought in Blake Griffin to be your starting center. Like, maybe your team actually sucks. I don't know. Maybe I've been saying this because I looked at your roster and everyone's like, oh, no, they have those three. They'll be fine. Like, what if they get home court advantage? You don't have Kyrie Irving for four of seven games. How awesome are you at that point? They're not. They're not. They're like, fuck, we got Blake Griffin and DeAndre Bembry, guys. We're going to be fine. Oh. Kyrie shouldn't even be allowed to play at this point. Like this, it's it's a mockery of the whole league being able to let him go out there and, and do whatever the hell he wants, whenever he wants. You know, you know, guys. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna take off next week. Like I got a thing, you know. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know. But anyways, that's the point. But this trade's not gonna happen. You know why? Because it, it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen now, but in July. Yeah, but it, July will ben, be a sign-in trade. Ben Simmons is not going to play this season. And that is just wild to me. It is just wild that we're at a point where Ben Simmons has not played at all. Kyrie plays a couple games a month. And Kevin Durant hurt. And... On top of that, Brooklyn's like, well, maybe we'll hold on to James Harden and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you're not going to get anywhere with this team. You made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year on just no, pure talent alone. You made it there. Conference semis. Made it to the yeah. semis. Yeah, they didn't even make semis. it to the finals. Se- semis. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so it's like, you made it that far last year. They're not going to do that this year. They don't have the talent surrounding him, and they're just not hungry enough either. So they're not just going to sleepwalk in this year. It's not going to happen. Everyone's playing harder. Like, I, I'd put money on Cleveland beating them. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, like you said, like, it, it, like you look at rosters, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you look at Cleveland's roster, you look at the Bucks roster, you look at the Bulls roster when healthy. Just those three teams alone are better than the yeah. Nets roster. The Sixers? The Sixers Six, roster. Sixers are fantastic. Yeah. The Heat? We didn't talk about the Heat. They're number we one. We haven't even, right we haven't even yeah. talked about the Heat. Yeah. What are so, we I doing? Mean, so, I mean, there are five or six teams with rosters better than the Nets. Yeah. They just happen to have Kevin Durant and James Harden. Yep. Here's, here's what I'll say I'm with you. I don't think this trade happens. But if it were to happen, Go ahead and book the parade in Philly because James Harden, Joel Embiid are going to be incredible oh. together with Tyrese Maxey. Mm. Book the I, parade because they no one's gonna, beating them. Yeah, but they're they're there's no way that they're not gonna want Tyrese Maxey back. Like it's no, apparently, like that's been the conversation. Has been like, look, we're not giving you guys Tyrese Maxey in this trade, and that's the holdup. Yeah, I know, but like, I, I don't know. I don't. If I'm, if I guess... I'm. If I like, if I'm the Nets, I'm not taking just Ben Simmons for James Harden. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna go, but I just know it won't happen till like September. Also, what about, ben, care what about ben Simmons, Tobias Harris? That's been talked about quite a bit. I saw that too. Yeah. So 
I think we're at this point before we get into our bench gods. Does any team that we've talked about, like that has been talked about for like weeks now, like does any team actually make a trade? Does Julius Randle get traded? I don't think so. Does De'Aaron yeah. Fox get traded? I don't think so. Does nope. like I don't think any trade really happens that like we're like no. you know like Miles Turner and Demonis Sabonis I think will be shopped. I think Sabonis will be traded. I think Buddy Heal to get moved somewhere. He better because I'm sick of yeah. hearing that one too. Yeah, I, I, I know. think he will. I know they say that every year, but I, I think they'll pull the trigger. I think the Knicks make a big move too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anything's gonna be like needle moving, though. No, no. Yeah, like there's just not a. I mean, outside of Sabonis, there's just not a, enough, enough big needles out there to move. You know what I mean? Like, unless right. they really do pull the trigger on the Harden trade, which I don't see that happening. But I kind of suspect the Suns are gonna pull off some trade that we're gonna go. How did you get that guy? And yeah. we're gonna be like, and then we're like, all right, cool. So, like, at the moment, I know what I just said about if the Sixers were to get James Harden, but at the moment, I feel like the Suns are the most complete team in basketball. I think they're going to win the title. Yeah, yeah, Suns are legit. Yeah. yeah. Which leads us to my bench god to start this, our final segment. I went with Cam Johnson of said mm. Phoenix Suns. Very nice. The last 10 games, my man has shot 48% from three. Mm. Oh, my God. You know how hard that is to do? Like, even in an empty gym, like, you're going to miss some. Like, holy mackerel. He's been awesome. Um, Just became another, you know, stretch the floor guy for them. Him and Cameron Payne and Bismack Biombo weirdly have been killing it in the Sun's second unit. Mm -hmm. Um, They're playing the Bulls tonight. I have not looked at the score. I'm going to have a feeling I'm not going to want to with all the Bulls injuries. That's okay. Um, But, yeah, Cam Johnson's been awesome. I've really enjoyed what he's done this year. So kudos to him um, and the Suns, who we keep talking about every week are just incredible. Sean went with Malik Beasley, who's come a long way since uh, Larsa Pippen. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come he's, on. He's had a good come week, on. man. The Wolves, the Wolves, man, they're getting right in the playoff race right now. They are. They're getting, they're getting production. This is why they should go all in for Sabonis. You know, go ahead. I think they're making a move. I really think they're making a move. They should. They should do. They should make a move. They should make a move. So what pieces? What pieces can they move without affecting that chemistry? Um, I think they have some decent bench guys that they can move. Okay. Um, they could move him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Malik Beasley very well yeah. could be moved. Yeah, you could um, move him. You could do it. I mean, he's he's got trade value right now. I mean, yeah, I, he shot fifty two percent from three the last four games. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, pretty awesome. Mm. And Ben went with good old Trey Lyles of the Pistons. Yeah, man, um, the Pistons are terrible, like my Pacers, uh, but uh, they've got some young talent, man. I, I do like intentionally some terrible. Yeah, they are. They are. But I, I do like I do like a lot of their guys. Um and one that stuck out the last ten games is Trey Lyles. Um, you know, he's shooting forty eight percent from the field, forty one percent from three, um, and eighty percent from the line, um, and is averaging almost thirteen uh in the last ten games. So um he's he's playing well uh for a team that of course, like we said, is intentionally bad. Um, but he's he's playing well. Uh, along with, I feel like Cade Cunningham's kind of stepping up and, and, and playing better, getting used to the league. So, 
I like I like Trey Lyles a lot. I liked him when he was in Utah. He didn't get a shot. I liked him at Kentucky. Um, uh, and he's now he's getting an opportunity to play more, and, and he's he's doing some pretty good things. That's one we haven't talked about. I do think, as far as the Pistons, I do think Jeremy Grant gets traded. I just don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like it's going to be the Bulls. I think the Bulls are standing pat that Pat Williams will be a Bull at the end of the week. And I'm a thousand percent okay with that. Yep, I am too. Yeah. Um, But it's going to be a fun week. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of rumors and stuff. Uh, Maybe if something crazy does happen, I actually have a free week of college basketball games till Friday. So maybe we can pop on here and do an emergency. Something insane happens before the deadline on Thursday. Um, But if not, Kyle and Joe and Shot Kyle will have everything covered for you guys uh, to go up Friday morning. Um, they, you know, so you guys can kind of get the recaps there as well. Um, but we're excited. It's a great trade lead like week. There's a lot of smoke. Uh, let's see if we can track that smoke to any fire. Um, doesn't seem promising at the moment, but who knows? Uh, on behalf of Ben and Sean, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, please take a second to give us a nice solid five star review on Apple Podcasts and slash or Spotify, whichever. Either one. Either yeah. one is is delicious. Yeah, goes a long way for us. We'd be very grateful. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much. Have a good night, and uh, stay tuned for shot callers later this week when they recap the trade deadline.